The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. This episode of the Recruiter's Lounge originally aired on December 9th, 2008. The original title was Podcast. Who is liable when it's deaf by shopping? And this was the description. In this episode, Karen and Jim fuss, bicker, and debate over who is to blame when a Walmart employee is trampled to death by exuberant Black Friday customers. Jim pokes a finger at customers who have lost all sense of sensibility, whereas Karen throws the book at Walmart, much to the joy of lawyers everywhere. It's just another exciting episode of the Recruiter's Lounge that is now coming to you almost daily. Find out what was said back then after this. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We We out. out. Employer brand professionals know that doing great work involves doing big, high-level strategic thinking and getting your hands dirty. That sounds like the kind of work you want to do. Come listen to the Talent Cast. It's the world's most highly caffeinated employer brand podcast. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. And this is Karen Matten, and, and welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome Jim, to... uh, before you start this podcast, uh, I yes. got a question to ask you. Remember that thing you were telling me about, that thing? What thing? Uh, that we were talking about, and I was telling my friend about it. It was the one about the thing that this, that thing that you were talking you about. You saying the thing, the thing. What are you talking what about? What are you talking about on, 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 on Starbucks, that one? When I was telling you... Yeah, my one. secret I weapon. About it. Can you can you talk about that? My secret weapon. I told you not to tell anybody about. Oops. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got it more. But come on. What, what's that thing called? Yeah. Well, if you don't tell anyone, it's called Talent Hook. Yes, yes, yes. Talent Hook is it's a great tool. I can search uh, 1,850 plus internet resume resources, pay boards, free boards, search engines, niche sites. Um, I can automate it. It's OFCCP uh, compliant, too, isn't it? And it is OFCCP compliant. I don't tell people about Talent Hook because that's how I get my work done. I'm able to do other things, uh, like this podcast, for example. So don't tell people about Talent Hook. I'm trying to keep it to myself. Uh, okay. All right. Now, let's start the show. Hey, Jim, wait, wait. Before we go on, because you know I told everybody already, so I might as well just... www.talenthook.com. T-A-L-E-N-T-H-O-O-K.com. Talent Hook. Sorry. Just like it sounds. I apologize, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. On with, on with the show. Hello, 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another exciting action-packed episode of the Recruiter's Lounge. I'm your host with the most, Jim Stroud, and sitting with me in the lounge chair, as always, my faithful Indian companion, Karen Madden. Yo, hello, Jim, and how are you, everybody? I guess it is right to say Indian companion since you're from the West Indies, right? I, not really. Not really? Not really. West Indies, this just means that I'm in the hemisphere. Oh. Okay, so much for a geography lesson. That's all right. Uh, how are you? I'm fine. As you can tell, I'm trying to keep it exciting. Like you said, it was an exciting <laughs> day in the last, and you put me on a, lot, a time limit, so let's get going. That's right. Now, I was looking. Um, how was your holiday? Let me ask you that. I, my holiday was great, and I know what you're going to get to, so get to it. But yes, it was right. a fantastic holiday. I had a good holiday, too, and I was sort of shocked and appalled by this news event. Well, not really a news event. This news story that I read, I, I remember pinging you on it about Walmart. It seems like uh, Black Friday, which uh, for people who are not here in the United States who may be unaware of Black Friday, what that is is the first official shopping day. The craziest uh, shopping the day. The craziest shopping day after Thanksgiving. Stores slash their prices, and they try to do everything they can to get people to run into their stores. Sometimes people are known to get up at 3 in the morning to sit outside in the freezing cold just to get ridiculous deals. I've been well, that's right. You guys are cold where you are, huh? Yeah. Well, not as cold as, as uh, other states, but um, I, I have to admit that I have participated in some of this craziness because uh, about two, this is about two years ago, no, about three years ago, um, uh, my wife and I we went to Circuit City mm-hmm. to um, stand out in the cold, and we actually took turns. Uh, so I can get this brand new laptop for like two hundred dollars. There was no way you could have just gotten it on the internet. No, because it was only um, they only had a limited supply of these they laptops. They didn't have that Monday, that Cyber Monday, whatever they call it. No, 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 no. They only they advertised it. They only had ten of them in the store for two hundred dollars. Oh. And it was a top of the line satellite laptop. You know, it's not a laptop. At I least have. you didn't get killed like the poor guy that got killed. That's in- true, and that's what I was getting to because for people who don't know who are hearing this after the fact or here in another country, um, uh, Walmart had a special sale to go along with the, the Black Friday. And at the time that they opened the doors so that shoppers can come along and, and take advantage of all these uh, magnificent bargains that Walmart had, it started a literal tram, uh, stampede. 2,000 people. 2,000 people ran into Walmart at the same time and trampled this guy to death literally. He literally An died. An Mark? employee of Walmart died Trying to hold back a crowd. I don't know, was he trying to hold back a crowd, or he just he was oh, just? Oh no, fit? he was actually just a regular employee. And actually, was a part-time employee. Um, he was going through a staffing company. Right. There's a co-employment issue here because there's a lawsuit going on. But he was basically like in the in between the aisles when he got stampled. Right. The police are looking at video right now to trigger to see if they can actually determine who some of the people were. Now, see, I, I, I've. I've I feel very bad for the family of the person. I mean, that's that was just unreal. I mean, it was just crazy for that to happen. That's one. As you and I again, we totally disagree on this, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. But let me let me let me say mine, then you can you can you can go on your point. Um, I feel for the family of the person who died because that's regrettable and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no one wants to. I mean, no one wants to die, period, but no one mm-hmm. wants to die like that in a shopping spree. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. But what also is crazy, and again, uh, it, it had me scratching my head, is that people were um, looking at all kind of ways to sue Walmart for this. Now, mm-hmm. my position on this is, 
sure. Uh, I, no, my position is that why sue Walmart? Because some people went nuts and didn't and acted like they had no sense whatsoever and trampled this guy to death. I mean, literally death. I mean, that is like suing um, tobacco companies for smoking, or well, you, that's, that's sort of valid because they, they 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 were no. no. Or, or like suing. No, no, because you're if you're smoking. You're taking on. Your, by the way, the, 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 no, that means. I mean, really, if you sue, if you smoke, if you sue tobacco, if, if, wait, if you sue tobacco companies, blame him. Had no, he had nothing to do with that. Wait, wait, if you sue tobacco companies. No, no, let's go with something like what you mentioned. You mentioned that's like going with the alcohol, a bear, uh, uh, ta- tavern, getting sued for the responsibility of a person who's a drunk driver. Exactly. Now, I mean, wait, because if someone's going to come into a bar. Of their own, of their own volition, and they get drunk beyond what they should be able to handle, and then they do something and get in trouble. Then that is on the responsibility of that particular person. Now, I know that there are laws and there are stipulations that bartenders have to make sure blah, that someone drunk blah, they blah. can't sell Can I, anymore. I want to respond now. But, but hold on, before because I'm just I'm going to sum up my argument in a principle. Everyone should take responsibility. Yeah. For their. Um, for their own behavior, their own actions. Yeah. You, 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 it's not looking for blame. It's trying to blame somebody else. It's take responsibility Wait, for your actions. This isn't, okay, hold on a minute. This isn't the guy's fault. You ever heard of OSHA? I didn't say it was the guy's fault. I didn't say it was his fault. Oh, he is totally blameless in this. Here's the, do I have to call, you know what OSHA is, right? Yeah. You explain to people who don't know. Explain to people who don't know. Patient Safety and Health um, Administration. Administration. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now that means that every company you have a duty of care to your employees. It's a responsibility. It's a fiduciary duty that you are supposed to make sure you take care that things like this doesn't happen, not just to your employees, but also to the people who are coming to your store. Now, how can Walmart? How can Walmart say okay? We're going to prepare for a bunch of lunatics to run in here to the point where they're going to trample people to death. I'll give you an example how other stores do it. They open their doors slowly, allowing people in numbers at like 10, 20, or 30 at a time. You make sure that you pre you preempt like a nice straight line to make sure people can't go rushing and barging the doors to hurt people. You allow people to t- like for example here in California they gave people wristbands. So if you wanted to go ahead and buy like say your two hundred dollar computer, you came in, you got in line, you got the wristband, and you came back a couple of days later to get that wristband, that two hundred dollar computer. I think they did that with the Wii down in Walmart here in California about last year or two years ago. When it was the Wii or when it was one of those things that everybody had to get, like, last year. So they gave them these little wristbands, you know, like, you know how you get when you want to go to a concert? Mm. There's things that you can do to effectively make sure things like this doesn't happen. So they hadn't, they, their fiduciary duty was to take sure that stuff like this didn't occur, not just to him, but there were also the pregnant women who also got hurt in that stampede. Now, there were pregnant women in that stampede? probably have not been there in the first place, but at the same time, how would they have known that this was going to happen? So it goes back to who's liable. Who is liable? Is Walmart really liable for... It's liable because they themselves did not take care of the... Of, okay, they knew how can you prove that? How can you prove that? 2,000 people were sweating bullets to get in there. 
they knew that 2,000 people, because of practice, because of experience, because of having done this every year, they knew to highly expect that there were 2,000 people salivating out there to get into that place. Okay, so they knew that they had to do that. That now means that the duty of care is on their response. It's a responsibility of theirs to make sure that they took every reasonable precaution to protect the individuals. Okay, are you, so are you saying that they treated it like every other shopping day? No, because every other shopping day you open the doors and people are going to come on in there normally and go ahead and just do whatever they want. No, okay, let's. So they so they set up so they set up different parameters for this particular day, of because course. Because they know that's what's going to happen. So hey. if they set up parameters to, to for this particular day and they follow those parameters, why should they be sued because of this accident? But they didn't do that. They allowed these people, two thousand people, to just stampede in all at one time. They didn't set those parameters, obviously, from based upon what we're reading, okay? I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. But based on what we're hearing and reading is that, obviously, they did not take a duty of care to protect the individuals based upon the stampede that came on through. They did not, obviously, from what we're reading. Now, again, I was not there, so you can't quote me on that. I, I didn't see it for myself, right? right? But maybe they did not open the door slowly, allowing 10, 20, 50, or 100 people, maybe even just 200 people. By the way, mm. 2,000 people in one store at one time, I'm sure that they broke some really fire codes there alone. Yeah, there was a lot of lapses in judgment. In that, there, there was some lapses in judgment, to be sure. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of people in one business, in one building. Well, was it was it a, one of those super yeah. Walmarts? Pardon? Was it a super Walmart? I have no idea. Because it was a super Walmart, I could see them letting that many people in. Two thousand people at one time. In a super Walmart. Yeah. Again, I mean. Because those are those are much bigger than the regular Walmart. People go nuts. On it, when it comes like okay, do you ever see this this TV show? Oh, by the way, let's go with the um. I'm gonna go with something back to what you had mentioned earlier. Mm. You were talking about alcohol and um, bearing responsibility for your own actions. Well, not bearing responsibility because here's the issue: when you're drunk, there's a <laughs> has this really great opportunity of protecting individuals who are dumb, stupid, drunk, and idiots. Okay, and when you're drunk. Most people who are drunk don't recognize that they're drunk. They think they're irresponsible. They think they're Superman. Sometimes even when they got drunk, they think they could fly off of, off, of, off of roofs and stuff like that, okay? So there is a law called the Dram Shop Law. It's a legal term in the United States referring to bars, taverns, even, by the way, just as what's interesting, even a social host, like say you. Right. You have a party for Christmas, and you serve alcohol, and you know that your friend is drunk, you have your own responsibility to make sure that that guy leaves. At least you try. If you take his keys away or you attempt to do it, as long as people see you attempt to try to make sure he does not leave that vehicle, I mean, not leave that party drunk, or you stop serving him alcohol, you have a responsibility for your own self, too. You have a duty of care to make sure that everyone Okay, there's a, I think Judge Andrew said it perfectly well. He said, everyone owes the world at large a duty of refraining from those actions that may unreasonably threaten the safety of others. Hmm. Everyone owes that duty of care. So if you know somebody is crazy, detoxic, intoxicated, or dumb, and unfortunately it means he's inebriated and he is unable to make a good judgment call, 
It is now your responsibility to step in. And I think you and I were talking about this. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just curious on how to legislate, I mean, legislate, how to, to prove a lot of this stuff. Because what if I went out of my way? To, say, okay, say, for example, I was, let's go back to Walmart. Say I was at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I put in all these different safety parameters uh, to tone down the possibility of this happening as much as I possibly could. You're, in, you're safer, then, you're be- then you have a better chance of not being. And when they, okay, you got video cameras to prove what you did. Right. I've seen that you did what you did. Right. Your employees also saw that you tried to create these parameters and making sure you did what you did. Then the liability is lesser on you. Okay, so I can't, so you see a lesser liability, does that mean that I won't get sued at all? I didn't say you wouldn't get sued. doesn't mean that you won't get sued, but you probably may win. I'm not going to say you will, but I say you have a lesser chance of being, you know, hurt in that. Hmm. Anybody can sue you for anything. Right. Okay, is I well, how many times have I said? They can sue, but can they win? That's a, that's a thing. Anybody can sue, but can anybody can everybody win what they sue? And yeah, and by the way, you know, I mean, uh, O.J. Simpson won too. By the way, remember that? Well, not the not the latest thing. No, I meant but the first one. Oh, yeah. I mean, he won the first one. And what probably is highly impossible for him to win, he won. So remember, anything can happen in the courtroom. Okay, it's like I always say. If you think it's highly unethical, there is a lawyer out there who would probably find a way to make it illegal. Okay? Right. And you just got to have one silly – I mean, you just got to have a police officer who's got a heart on for you or a judge who's just really pissy the way you look today. Or he, he didn't just – maybe how he doesn't – he's not happy with his wife that morning when he woke up, so he's going to take it out on everybody, you know, the judge. Even, but even still, even if a judge is in a terrible mood, he still has to work within the parameters of the law. No, he's a human being. But Why he has to work within the parameters of the law. He'll just, he'll just rule and he'll just get overturned by another court. He can always interpret the law the way he sees fit. But what judge, is, what judge likes to have their rulings overturned? Isn't that like a pimp slap? That, it depends on who has the money to go to go to go to an appellate court. Well, yeah. Okay, I mean, a loss in itself is expensive. Okay, let's talk about this too. I got there's a thing going on right now, and this person is saying, ah, you know, I uh, saw so what if I could go to sue, it's hard to go ahead and prove blah blah blah, and they act like if you know going to court or having to defend yourself is cheap. You know, the main thing is, I always say prevention is the best ounce. You know, is the, the cheapest way to go. Right. Don't don't get in a position in the first place. Right. Don't get in there in the position in the first place. Exactly. Right. If you can prevent it from happening, then you don't. And it's a lot cheaper to maybe even get the training and education to know what not to do, than to go ahead and have to deal with two hundred fifty thousand. Okay, this is an employment lawsuit. Just a regular employment lawsuit to defend yourself. Average is about $200,000. Just to defend yourself. And that isn't even if you lose or if you end up going ahead and saying, I'm going to settle. That doesn't include the fines. And then on top of that, you have to do the training anyways. Well, it's the same thing. If you own a bar, you can get insurance just like Walmart has. And Walmart will have insurance to protect them in this area, okay? Yeah. And they also got a couple hundred million dollars, probably with them, knowing them, they probably got a billion dollars because they get sued so dang often. They probably have a billion dollars set aside for lawsuits. Yeah, they got a nice. Their insurance, okay? They got a nice big account, I'm sure. I'm totally sure. And one of the things is is that when you own a company, they're always going to look at the deepest pockets. You, the company, have the deepest pockets. 
And they got to look at the employees. Your employees work for you. They represent you. So if your employees don't do their job, guess what? You're hurting. Food for thought, food for thought. I'm looking at the clock on the wall, and this time has flown by. <laughs> Amazingly enough, as for people who don't know, well, for our longtime <laughs> listeners, we're trying a little something different here at Recruiters Lounge. We're going to do, um, instead of uh, a weekly or biweekly podcast, as it has been <laughs> for a while, um, we're going to strive to do these on a daily basis. So uh, we're really going to look for your feedback. Just let us know what you think. Uh, if you would, drop me an email at jim at com or karen at com, and we will look forward to reviewing your comments. And if you have any questions, we may address them here on the podcast as well. Any well, final been, thoughts, Karen? I've been threatened, everyone, that this won't happen every day if I don't behave and stay within 20-minute guidelines. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> and you know what? We now have audio proof that you are able to see in the guidelines, so it looks pretty good that we're doing these on a daily basis. Um, so... If all hearts and minds are clear, and assuming they are, I'll just say bye-bye. 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 Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or (laughs) just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud, and... You're not. Radio, radio, radio Innovative audio on demand. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiters Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye bye. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And And we're we're the the Professional Professional Book Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!